0: Hey, now, I did a cool thing. It's, yeah. not that, it's not that cool, but it was cool for me because I had to figure out how to use Facebook to do it. <laughs> hey. Did you add a friend? No, although that is sometimes a struggle for me. Um, no, 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 no. I set us up a cellar dwellers page on Facebook. Oh, you can like us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. So yeah, I'll drop you the link in the chat here. There you go. Look
1: at ah. That. ah The most recent thing I saw from Facebook was someone who accidentally adopted a goat when they thought they were getting a Jack Russell.
0: That's way better. <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's how you described the Cold Coast season so far. <laughs> <laughs> the Rodney Heat appointment. <laughs> Hello, listener. Welcome to The Cellar. My name's Sam. I'm joined, as always, by my able, football-passionate friend, Chris. Chris, say hi. Hello. It was an outstanding round of football in The Cellar this week, round three of the AFL's in the books, and we're here to recap the best of the worst of AFL football. Uh, The Cellar Dwellers is a podcast dedicated to really celebrating the lows, the depths and getting the the fans of teams that aren't doing so well through the season, you can find us online. Now we have a social media presence listener and wow. we would appreciate you following us on the toots on Twitter at the footy seller. Uh, we'll be tweeting out mostly links to the podcast, but we'll be there to listen to you whinging about umpiring calls, wow. uh, suggesting that your team trade for Joel Selwood uh, all through the, all through the week, so I get think, in touch. You could. You I think you need find... to stop
0: inserting yourself into the listener's brain, there, Sam. Um, I know how much you love Joel Selwood. Um, uh,
1: I would love. I would love nothing more than to see him running around in a really attractive jersey, like a prison uniform.
0: <laughs> he ducked his head one too many times and <laughs> accidentally killed a baby.
1: That's right. Um, he got too low. He got too low. He joined the mole people. Um, and was arrested for sedition. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com/sellerdwellerspodcast. Uh, and also, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, rate and review it. Uh, the season will be over sooner if you do. For you. Great. So, Chris, how did you find round three? I very much enjoyed
0: round three. Actually, uh, it, was a, it was a close one. A lot of good matches. Um, a lot of a lot of better performances from our our seller. Team.
1: That's right, it was a great week for the seller, wasn't yeah,
0: it? They all lift well, one team did not lift that much, but three of them did and yeah um, and uh one of them even had a win that's
1: it was right. over we've another had...
0: seller team, but uh
1: we've got our first win in the seller, and mm. that's really great with that there's now uh going to be no more than three teams at least in the a f l that haven't had a win yet. So yeah, and your look, team, your team Geelong, got up over the Gold Coast Suns. No, did they? Did they what? And, and oh, and by the way, welcome Gold Coast fans to the cellar. Yeah, Well, uh, Your first, your first visit for the season—a surprising turn. But Chris, uh, the sun, the, the you... sun never
0: sets on Gold Coast though. I've seen. Mm. I've yet to see a nighttime photo.
1: <laughs> it got no. It's never nighttime in Gold Coast. Nah. uh so what did you think of the game Chris? Uh an exciting one down at Geelong where the Cats managed to somehow by the looks of the reports fight their way up the hill at Gallipoli yeah. and uh and yeah, that, come
0: out with the points. Uh I tell you what though, just like um just like the Anzacs from Gallipoli, uh no public holiday for Geelong's victory today. Um it's going to be replaced by Grand Final day,
1: unless you've uh, unless you've been fired from the factories.
0: Yeah, in which case um I don't Oops. know, learn some new
1: skills. Uh, in which case we feel for you, that sucks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, but Geelong provided some joy to those people. Uh, a win for them. Uh, it did. What were now, the keys?
0: Now, the, the key things um, that, I, that I saw were, once again, Geelong's back line. Um, pretty slow. Pretty pretty slow. There was that fantastic um, garlet goal.
1: Oh amazing. In the first quarter
0: where he, he single handedly ran at about seventy meters.
1: Oh at least he started at, least. at the back of the square.
0: <laughs> and, oh, yeah, uh, He was on
1: foot seventy metres and kicked at another thirty. I yeah, think. yeah.
0: Um tapped a ball over Mark Blitzav's head. Um <laughs> uh, and to initiate the run. Uh outran Mitch Clark. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> the real speed that Geelong's brought to bear. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then uh and then pumped that through for a for a goal. Um which was uh, exciting to see from Gold Coast and, and really, I think, summed up the difference for them this week. They they brought effort to the table.
1: In a way, they hadn't previously. They really, really actually... Uh, it's almost disappointing they've ended up in the cellar after probably yeah. their best performance of the yeah. year. Yeah, uh,
0: although not their best performance in terms of kicking, because... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they kicked... Um, I'll I'll give you the quarter-by-quarter rundown because that'll tell you exactly where things went wrong for them in the match. Uh, Opened up well, kicked 6-5 to Geelong's 5-3. Then in the the second quarter, Geelong kicked uh, an additional 2-3. Gold Coast kicked (laughs) 2-7
1: for the quarter, (laughs)
0: Um, which really, uh, given that they lost by nine points, you would think... um, uh, it's not a great return for their investment. Um, they, then, they then, Geelong kicked six goals um, uh, unanswered in the third um, to open it up a 13-8, 9-15 lead. Uh, and then then Gold Coast really challenged right at the end there, but um, Geelong, Geelong kicked three goals, one pretty accurate for the last. Um, and, and Gold Coast ended up with 13 goals and 18 behinds. Now, a number of those were rushed behinds from the some fairly desperate actions from the Geelong defence, but um you've got to say you've got to be doing better than thirteen eighteen if you wanna win um
1: any game of it football. Look, it's probably there's not gonna be a lot that you win without supreme dominance in the midfield with that kind mm. of inaccuracy. I think mm. uh Geelong's back line is still uh in some ways I think Carrie Taylor's probably underrated uh He's really a uh, he does two things. The two things that modern defenders need to do extremely well. He's very hard to beat one on one in in both marking and in both one out marking contests and on the lead. Um, and he's also an extraordinary help defender. Uh, he knows when he can leave his man and get to a contest uh, and really and really have an effect. Um, the other area that I thought, and as as we've mentioned, I'm I'm no Great enthusiast for the ducking champion, but Joel Selwood was obviously the best player on the ground. Obviously,
0: yeah, uh, he and it
1: was he was in a he was playing almost a different game. He was playing some very non-seller football.
0: Yes, yeah. it was
1: um, he was determined at the football, and he was even surprisingly for him accurate by both hand and foot. Uh, <laughs> and so and no, was...
0: it's just, it's just, it's just uh, I'm gonna big up Joel Selwood here because he got thirty eight disposals. Yep. At 71% efficiency, 23 of those disposals were contested. He's kicked a goal. He's laid uh, six tackles, got 12 clearances, um, and he's only got five free kicks for. So um, he's <laughs> he's, uh, he's done pretty well there. And he's come uh, out with
1: a big cut too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he should just start cut. That would be the, uh, you know. Put some bandages on him to to get going and leave him out there.
1: Look, the um the champion data player ratings had him as the fifth best player in the round. Um, I think that potential that that's quite possibly right in terms of he was behind Dane Swan, Jared Ruffhead, Lockie Neal, and Bashar Hawley. But uh, I think his individual impact on a game was almost certainly the greatest. Well, he, he, really, was...
0: he really did win the game for them. I mean, when you're down, you lose Bartell and Stokes in the first quarter, and then Lonergan very late in the third. Um, no rotations left uh, for the, That's right. pretty much the entire last quarter. Um, he really did win it for them in the mid, which meant that the, the back line was not being hammered by Gold Coast balls um, like it was for pretty much the entirety of the first half.
1: So, so let's let's talk quickly then about Gold Coast. Mm.
0: Um, oh, just just, just just before we okay. move on, um, I think look everybody's going, yep, Geelong got a win at home. Um, I still think there's um, a number of questions about Geelong. Um, they'll be lucky to to make finals this year, you would think. Um, they. Uh-oh,
1: yeah. Uh, let's not forget Richmond made it <laughs> last, last year after being. Yeah, but Richmond uh, ran
0: what they won ten in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and Richmond were lower than they should have been. Yes uh, and and Richmond yeah. this year are looking much more like a team that they the were. Prob-
0: yeah, the problem for Geelong is and... that with the new way the draw is constructed, they have to um, they have to face much harder opposition um, because they finished fourth. That's right. So they now, they have uh, one of the harder draws in the comp. Um, so they play, for instance, Hawthorne twice, Adelaide twice. Um, they play Port North all once, but they play
1: Sydney twice, I think, as well. Yeah, they'll get, um, they'll get they'll get the extra match-up from another team inside their own banding. I, I'm a, um, actually a big fan of the new draw in the way that it.
0: Oh, I think it's going to I think it's going to um, even things out quite substantially. Um,
1: and it the, also means that it also means the draw is going to be transparent year to year, which yes, it wasn't previously. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the yeah. problem is now it, it may be that um, teams who are not you know who are under our purview as part of the seller
1: <laughs> may end
0: up. Um, <laughs> That's uh, right. They jumping drastically that. from from year to year, um, and I, I think you've seen a bit of that with Adelaide this year.
1: So do you think? So you're saying? Do you think Geelong are out of the race for the spoon?
0: I don't think they'll win the spoon, sadly. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think, think that's right. Yeah, I think um,
1: they might still be with us next week though. <laughs>
0: yeah, look, they've, they've played in the opening round. They played last year's Premier. Then they played. Um, a Fremantle band of pirates <laughs> who just uh who just destroyed Raised the purple west coast again, uh, 11 goals, <laughs> uh, to Ross Lyon fever. I've yeah, got it, you...
1: I don't have the flu, I've got <laughs> Ross Lion fever.
0: Um, I think we all do a bit. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a betting plunge on Fremantle to win the flag, which is maybe just a bit premature, a little but, bit the, and they've now played Gold Coast, who were um, pretty close to, to reaching the final eight. So I think that's a pretty good representation of where they're at. They struggle to, to get into the final eight. Um, they will match it with most teams um, and the better teams will, will probably, uh, particularly teams with a, with a fairly strong midfield, are going to, to do them a bit of damage.
1: And the injuries, the injuries from this game could have an impact on the rest of their season as well, depending on how severe they are. Well, they could. I mean, who are you going to?
0: Stokes and Bartell, very good ball winners. Um, Lonigan, uh, he may be back next week. He may not be. Um, who he is an underrated defender. Um, he does manage to sneak the the hold in more often, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh,
1: and then he goes, "I've only got
0: one kidney," and runs away.
1: Um, but the uh, Maybe he's just trying to reach inside the back of other players, being like, "I wonder what it feels like." <laughs> <laughs> I can dream.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you reckon for the Suns?
1: I think the Sun the Suns uh, are going to very soon regret the hiring of Rocket Eid. Um I don't think they look very good, uh, and as much as this is you know the Gary Ablett-less Suns, we've seen improvement out of gws with some sound recruiting they frequently seemed uh, i don't know if disorganized is the right word but uh they didn't they weren't using this their obvious speed advantage often um against geelong and maybe that was just sound work by geelong in, in the ferocity of their tackling and stopping the ball getting to outside runners but uh
0: well, I think it, Geelong it, you, you do underrate Geelong's coaching team a little bit there, and that they they set up pretty well.
1: To, yeah, to I, think that, I think I think they set up well to to con- yeah. to contain them, mm. and you've got to you've got to find a way then of finding another another way to victory. Mm-hmm. Um, which has looked... been,
0: which has been the the problem with his approach in the past. Um, yeah,
1: I mean he's 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 never been a truly great football coach. He I mean he had some very good years when very very his... good. They got within, but,
0: uh, you know. They were so um, achingly close to a grand final berth, any number of times, um, over at the Western Bulldogs.
1: Um, but it—he's it, certainly not uh, lit, lit the world on fire just yet. I think it'll be if he's able to develop the list potentially. That may be what they didn't see in Guy McKenna. Mm. But at the moment, it seems like a bit of a confused transition. Um, they've resigned Gary Ablett through to now. He'll finish his career up there by the looks of it. So that's good news for them. Um, and you know, there's there's always kind of exciting to watch the 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 flare of red uniforms charging around the ground. It's a good um, uniform,
0: you got to say. I mean, really... it's
1: kind of an eyesore, but it's also pretty amazing on a wintry day down down in <laughs> Geelong to watch these bright fluoro red people charging about. Um, I like it because it's
0: in the same way that I still have a bit of a soft spot for Ports uniform because it is unlike oh, any other. You're, you're alone on that island. Oh, it's fine. I, I am a rock. I'm um, a <laughs> rock for Ports uniform. Uh,
1: the only team that thought, gee, would look good. <laughs> <laughs> I realised that was their uniform for a long time, listener. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Blah,
0: blah, blah. That's why it's funny.
1: <laughs>
0: Send your email to Sam.
1: Send uh, your email to me at... Email censored.
0: <laughs> Email withheld. Toot it at me. Get, send me a toot. Yeah, send Sam a toot. He's definitely the one that reads the Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um... I yeah, I think... look, I,
1: I think there was... They could have had a win here. And I think that's pretty big. I think that's potentially underselling. Well, given that everybody, everybody longer expected longer. them
0: to, um, to come in and just get absolutely smashed... Um, They've done all right, but you
1: know. uh, I, I think they they had their sort of the upper third of their list performed well, and the bottom third is still developing. Mm. Um, there's uh, there's some players there who will who will get better. I think, I think the only thing that I'd say is if to single out a player who I used to think was brilliant, who now I might think is probably okay, Brandon Matera, great mm. surname, famous surname, but. Mm. He's not met. some of these really high draft picks and and promising players maybe aren't coming away the through way coming through the way that we thought they would. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, um, fun with stats time here.
1: Yep. Gold Coast.
0: If you were to pick a, a an important stat that they rank last for, what what do you think that would be?
1: Uh, what would it be? Probably disposals. Disposals.
0: Uh, no, no, it is in fact, uh,
1: goal kicking accuracy, <laughs> goal kicking accuracy. Uh, well, that's pro I guess that's, I mean, that's another reason for optimism in my belief is that goal kicking is prone to some fairly random degrees of variance and mm. sure you can practice it. And some teams are better than others, but for the most part teams tend to swing about a bit in terms of the average kick can go, uh, you know, it's five degrees left or right and suddenly it's a goal or a behind. Mm, so mm. there's a chance that they'll, uh, They'll they'll do that. Oh, the only other fun with stats thing that I'd bring up is um, Geelong this weekend uh, a really power outside running team obviously uh, <laughs> bounced the ball three times. <laughs> that's that's a good stat. And, and 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 I mean and beat uh, Gold Coast by forty possessions uncontested. They just they played keepings off. Uh, yeah, went, and it they, and it
0: and it worked. And it worked. Yeah, it, I mean that In, third that third quarter um, until until they got one, that that break point injury, they uh, they really dominated. Um, they did,
1: mm. they did. So let's move down the cellar a little bit, down further, deeper into the dark, and mm. we come across my Carlton Blues again.
0: Yeah, no, uh, shocked shocked to
1: see shocked, them there. Shocked to see them here,
0: um, um, but
1: again, improvement. Well, look, you don't often kick 11-18 and make Gold Coast, Gold Coast look good. Um, <laughs> uh, mm. It was... And that's... The scoreline, I think, in the end favoured them. There was a bit of a frantic charge from Carlton. Um,
0: yes. They, they, were, they, they were, were pretty well outplayed. For most they were played of the off the
1: park again after the first quarter. Um, and again, there was some uh, poor disposal, some players mm. looking a bit lost, but it looked better. The the There was some real there wasn't uh, i don't know they got within than...
0: 14 points towards the end there so
1: got within 14 uh looked like with some some better kicking that maybe things could have pro- proved to be an undeserved upset uh, but i think that the person who i'll give big raps to is is mark murphy he faced a lot of criticism during the week and uh both from having to take the blame for a game plan which isn't his fault and yeah um generally uh, having, to, having to struggle away on being the captain of a losing team. And he came out and got 30 touches. Uh, he picked up a, a, a number of tackles. And the other person I'd say who possibly had an, an underrated game and is having an underrated season is is Bryce Gibbs, who I think would be a star on a better team. Uh, he would be sort of the, a bit of a fan. Well,
0: no,
1: number one draft pick. Number one draft pick, Bryce Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, inher- inheritor of the number four. Uh, the thing that I'll pick out about him is he is an unbelievable tackler. If you watch uh a center bounce where Carlton is un- almost certainly going to lose the ruck contest, um uh watch whoever Bryce Gibbs is manned up on, and if they get the ball, he will absolutely crunch them. Mm-hmm. Um he is a uh, a tackler that is uh really up there in both his effort and technique across the competition. And as a Carlton fan, it was it was, you know. We, I went into them in deep in depth last week. They're going to be bad this year. Uh, at least uh, also Pat Cripps got out there and had a run around. So uh, there's some younger players starting to get some games and we'll see if they improve over the year. Oh, actually one other thing, a, a whole weekend of positives for Carton. Um, <laughs> the Irish kid that we started playing, Byrne, I think his name's Kieran. Um, he can kick. He only got five kicks and he looked, he gave away a terrible free kick and Blah blah blah, you know, it looked like the game was somehow foreign to him. Mm. But he could really kick. And if um you can't really go too badly wrong with having a player who can run around a bit and kick really well. Yeah. There's there's room for those players on an AFL team. So uh all in all, uh distressing to lose to Essendon uh the old in fairly, enemy in fairly comprehensive fashion. Mm. But uh I rate us as a chance to come into a real spoon race. Uh, game against St Kilda and it may cost Carlton in the race for the spoon this weekend
0: well I think you, you're going to be doubly disappointed because Carlton had 29 shots on goal to Essendon's 25 inside 50 um, efficiency of 51% versus 44 that's so
1: much better than we
0: did though. but shooting accuracy <laughs> 38% versus 64% uh, now I don't want to, we, we have touched on the Moldhouse game plan previously, but uh, I've some got to bring kicks, it up some again. Some kicks
1: from out wide. If you have a look at
0: that spread of shots, they are from all over the arc, and there's a fair number that are coming from some um, fairly obscene angles. Now, you can do that if you've got um, high-quality kicks, like Essendon do. Um, they have a number of players who can slot yeah, it Joe, from... Joe Dadaher, can't though. He had a good game, though. Yeah. Fantastic game <laughs> but, from
1: Joe. <laughs> No, people, people like Chapman and yeah. Carlisle, or Carlisle was inaccurate, and uh, Ben Howell looked really good. For the bonus, that's enough about them. They were good. They were good. <laughs> <for them. laughs> so um,
0: Carlton plays St Kilda in Wellington next week. Oof. I think we'll need that one. Uh, we'll, be,
1: we'll be, we'll be, coming back to that one. A, a big, mm, a big game with mm, spoon implications. Mm,
0: um, um, we'll have
1: to practice our New Zealand accents. <laughs> I won't. I won't be doing that, listener. You don't. You can worry about Chris sub- subjecting you to that, but not me.
0: Oh, what's a bit of mild racism?
1: I don't think New Zealander is a race.
0: Technically true. Yes, it's a
1: nationality. <laughs> uh. um, speaking of nationality, though, team um. up in Queensland. Not looking very good at the moment. Which one? Uh, well, the other team. We've, we've spoken about we've spoken about Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, and bringing up the very bottom of the cellar and in fine fashion mm. getting a, a mm. thorough capitulation to the hands of Richmond, uh, the Brisbane Lions.
0: Yes, um, it was
1: a complete uh, package from Richmond. They, The Richmonds just kept going. The lead just kept growing. <laughs> well, they, they growing. kicked more and
0: more goals each quarter as it went on. So they kicked four, four, five, and then eight. Yeah. Um, which tells you that they had something to prove, um, and it also tells you that uh, Brisbane just completely gave up.
1: Yeah, look, I think I think they did. I think they're young, and that'll happen. And it's hard to run out games when you're getting beaten by so much. I, I'm sympathetic to players in that regard. There, we expect them to keep giving our all and giving their all in hopeless situations, and some of them, some of them did. Um, but uh, by that point, Richmond were really just firing oh. all the cylinders, and Basher Hawley was coming off the back line in his, I think possibly his best game as a, as a footy player, um, uh, coming, storming off halfback and delivering the ball um, to Riewelton and Griffiths. And look, Brisbane at the moment are a, uh, a club in, in real trouble. They're they're actually a bit of a club without direction. Uh, oh. The glory of the 2001 to 2003 triple premiership has not only faded, it has passed into into myth at that club. Um oh. And it is uh, hard to recognise that same fearsome outfit uh, with the team that's going around there now. Um, even the era of, you'll everyone will recall Jonathan Brown and and Daniel Bradshaw being these wow. huge big forwards that would, you know, kick a kick a pack of goals. And and I mean, I was never a, a huge fan of the. Uh, the mythos of Jonathan Brown to the extent of be- there being a value in a player who randomly charges into packs spoiling <laughs> their own team's mark. But at least there was an identity there. Uh, <sighs> but when Michael Voss came into coach in 2009, they made the finals and then they made possibly what is has proven to be a fateful turning point in the history of the Brisbane Lions and they made the... Uh, at the time, curious and in retrospect, disastrous decision to trade for Brennan Favola.
0: Yes, now that does have to go down as one of the uh, the stranger decisions. But at That's the right. time, people thought, you know, Fev will go up there.
1: The first, the first. He'll he'll is... get
0: himself straight, and they'll be pretty fearsome. Um, yeah,
1: he'll get himself straight in Bris Vegas <laughs> uh, after his after his performance, his famous performance at the Brownlow Medal. Brendan they should just replay
0: that at the start of the brownlow every year. <laughs> just is a caution. Yeah, yeah. That that there's a there's a there's a good shot of him sitting with Cameron Lee <coughs> at one point, point. and that is a um it's a sight for sore eyes.
1: Um, and since that point, they've never won more games than they've lost in a mm. season. It's been five years of absolute struggle, and it's almost been there's been a couple of times of false dawns for them. Um, well, and
0: there was a bit of a false dawn at the start of this season too, you know. You, absolutely, you absolutely had people going, oh, yeah, they might be pretty good, you know. They've got a bit of a weird thing going on with a, with a short team, but they're all very quick, and they they could blow some teams away. And um, yeah,
1: not yeah, so much. well, there was, there's, they are short, um, and they've got the, they've they've again, I think, had a, a, another. They'll be worried about the false dawn. They had Lewis Taylor with the rising star last year. Um, and he's looked, uh, I think there's, I think what I'd say is that their recruitment strategy has been confused. You're right about the optimism recruiting laser beams to go with clay beams. Um, his tats might be bad, but he's probably actually a good player. Um, but when they did that to obtain laser beams, they traded away the number five overall draft pick, the number 25 overall draft pick, uh, and Crisp who was a not a, a an overwhelmingly good player but certainly a player that Collingwood would have been very happy to receive in return um, and they then also traded uh pick 21 for Alan Christensen um who is uh not as good as Laser Beams um and is now averaging half the number of contested possessions that he did while he was on the field for Geelong um and that the effect of that is that a player like Lewis Taylor, who last season looked like he was building to be a rising star, uh, has seen his disposals decline and his opportunities to develop as an AFL football player uh, go down uh, and and be taken away from him. And I'm not sure that that's the right approach. They didn't... uh, They've only beaten... uh, under Justin Lepich they've only beaten one team in the past two season and a bit, but in that time they've only beaten one team which finished inside the top eight, which was a very close victory over North Melbourne late last year. Um, and it's it seems to be a, a, a very strange situation. You're right, it's a strangely built team. I don't mind short. I don't I think short's okay. Short and quick would be fine, but they're they they do not maintain any control over the ball. Um I think, I think the issue is that short
0: and quick is, is probably not going uh, it's not going to get you anywhere close to the way that um, Hawthorne and Sydney play. Um, they, they are big and quick. Um, you, and, and even North Melbourne now, big and quick. Um, same with Fremantle's midfield, they have a very tall midfield. It is a, it is a game for yeah. tall people um and skills,
1: it, skills overhead helps
0: yeah, it really does because that that those few extra centimeters um when the balls coming in through the air uh, they do make a difference
1: and, I guess you're right um, yeah you're probably right but if that's if that's if that's the case and and beans is a tall midfielder, but christensen isn't, but they've given up their entire draft basically for two players who aren't cheap yeah uh, those yep. players are going to eat their cap now for. Uh, a long period of time, um, and they've now been told that James A, another promising youngster, after their loss of of other players last year, wants to leave too. Um, um and so they turned their draft hole where they got back picks twenty five and twenty one. And when they received compensation for the AFL for their lost players, um, they're going to lose another one. Um, I think it's tough for cellar dwellers to keep people. I think we'd be prepared to accept that. Not everyone loves seeing youngsters develop um in the way that perhaps we do i think <laughs> um and i think someone like Stefan martin for, for brisbane who was the tall lumbering uh uh frequently commented on by jonathan brown as just being very strong like he was praising an <laughs> ox which was unsurprising um Stephen martin looked good uh but he didn't look that good uh, and I think it would be great to see him... I'm going to be looking forward in the future weeks just to him pushing into other ruckmen just to see how strong he really is. Um, but they've... Uh, I, I don't know. Why do you think they can't keep people? Why do they keep losing talent? Well, I think, for one, they've got um, a Ross River fever outbreak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a toxic zone. It's a toxic zone. Um, I think... Um... Oh, it's it's hard to say because they're they're a pretty sheltered club, but it seems
1: like something's going wrong there. And so, if if the culture's bad, mm. I don't think bringing in laser beams, who's demanded a trade, mm. is the right solution because all it is is saying, well, yeah, if you really want to get out of somewhere, you can. Um, and then it's also saying by trading for players, they're suggesting that they're probably buying into the Malthouse Malthouse esque suggestion that you have to that free agents don't want to come to these teams. But I'm not even sure that's right. It might mean that you have to overpay for them. But at the start of the season last year, it looked like some combination of something like Matt Rosa, who re-signed with West Coast, Michael Jamison, who ended up re-signing with Carlton, and Sean Higgins, who ended up moving clubs to the Western Bulldogs, would all become available as free agents. Oh. And it's pretty open knowledge at this point that the free agency negotiation period goes on through these agents yeah um, anyway behind closed doors uh, and if you couldn't say we are going to pay significant overs for those three players as Brisbane you would get a better return than you would on laser beams and Alan Christensen oh. and uh, you would get you wouldn't you you would get at least a similar return to those players I mean probably even ninety percent of those players and you would keep your draft picks that you've now lost and thus be able to keep bringing young players along Um if you recall, when Gold Coast and GWS came out, they had their retiring stars tour. Campbell Brown got to run around in a Gold Coast uniform for a number of years, and he was perceived as valuable for doing so by the club. Mm. Um, and it looks like
0: Malceski's done the same thing. Now. That's right.
1: Mm. That's right. And and I think there is value in that in having older players mentor younger players, and if paying overs for people who've been in the league for eight years and can tell youngsters here's how you hang on and here's how you prepare yourself and get ready every week then that's going to be the right thing but you don't to do that you don't have to give up really valuable draft currency and I don't think that Brisbane uh, are going in the right direction I think they're at the moment my I mean it's a controversial pick to pick last as as the favorite for the spoon but they've looked the worst of England Oh, uh,
0: they probably haven't looked as bad as Carlton
1: did last week. But uh it's uh, going to be a very close race for the spoon between them.
0: Yeah, so let's let's just have a look at where they're sitting and then and then we'll move on to some happier yeah. happier times, but <laughs> at the moment um Brisbane have the worst percentage. They do. They're on 51.4%. Um now that uh there are no wins from three outings. Um, they do not, do not look like winning next week. Um, they are up against uh, West Coast at the Gabba and West Coast were pretty dire <laughs> against Fremantle. But um, yeah, you'd be... And they don't have a back line. Not that that's going <laughs> to <laughs> really matter that much. Um, and then they play Gold Coast... Um, and given gold Coast performance um, this week, you would expect them to 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 win there as well um, and then they play Carlton down at Etihad. so it 's a bit of a tough trot for brisbane
1: a little bit and the other thing i 'd say is that they 've got very little in the way of goal kicking um,
0: well this when... is so this is the thing and and um if if we just have a look again at the at the stats because I did do a bit of research i 'm sorry um, <laughs> They only took six marks inside 50 for the entire game.
1: Um, Now, to be fair, that might be also the presence of the very handsome, (laughs) uh, impenetrable wall at fullback. um, He is handsome. He is is handsome. (laughs) Ransom, as a a certain member of my household might know him (laughs) by.
0: She's a bit keen on... uh... How was Koch's hair, by the way? I didn't watch (laughs) it. Was it up and about? It was big. <laughs> I think there's, a, there's some sort of statistic to be had there, the centimetres of elevation.
1: Possessions per centimetre of hair <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> hair up. Um, yeah. The, um, uh, so uh, Look, I, I think Brisbane may be watching to see if they, if they do start to show some signs developing through the year. They really bit.
0: need to develop. Um, and they need to be looking and thinking very carefully about about where does the next wave of players come from because I, I don't know that it's going to come from internally and I don't know that they have a lot to trade away from what they Well, have they don't now. No. They don't now. Yeah. Um, so, so they're going to have to draft very well, which means it's going
1: to be another few years. Which um, means that they'll need to actually draft. Mm. <laughs> um, well, Brisbane, best of luck to you. Um, we'll we'll watch with interest. Now it's time for our decisive indecision. Chris, who lost their team a game from the box?
0: uh, I'd like to nominate Brad Scott this week. Seconded. (laughs) Brad, uh, this is the third week he's been mentioned on our podcast.
1: Um, A a podcast favourite, Brad Scott.
0: Yeah, I do love him, actually. I think... um, (laughs) I think there's something weird going on there because every opportunity to talk about him, I do bring him up. <laughs> but final two minutes. Your team is up. Uh, what were they up? They were up... Um, uh, let me just... I'm going to get the... We'll bring up go, the worm. The, bring up the worm here.
1: Bring out the worm. Bring End forth the, the worm. worm.
0: So you are up five points.
1: Late. Late, late in the game.
0: Late, 23 minutes into the fourth quarter. Uh, what do you do? Well, you probably don't want to concede another goal.
1: It's not going to go... It's going to be very hard for you. Yeah. Keeping, um, keeping the lead has got to be the priority. Now, you. you are
0: up against uh, Port, who are one of the, the strongest attacking sides, team attack sides in the, in the league. Um, and Port do an interesting thing. Ken Hinckley put two port players into North Melbourne's forward line, um, so they had two behind the ball. And they instead sure of instead of uh, recognising that and adjusting their game plan to um, shift themselves through a fairly uh, uh, not the greatest defence ever, but it's good defence. Um, North just attacked. They kept attacking like they know no other way, and
1: they, it's like they couldn't resist. They they got easy possession sort of in their own uh, back half and started to move forwards. And that's when they ran into the sudden mass and the extra players that Port had suddenly came to bear. And they were able to turn the ball over twice and go forward on those two occasions, go forward to really excellent effect. Well, really once was de- decisive, a turnover. Yeah. Um um, and then and then just picked it.
0: apart North Melbourne's defence. Um, yeah. So that, so that that final kick um, from Monf- Monfries to Mitchell was uh, very good, very good kick from Monfries. And um, but you know you you do expect probable top four contenders to be able to execute those those kicks yep. every time. And uh, so really, um, I'm 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 putting up Brad.
1: Um, well, yeah. what should he have done then? He should have done... I think he should have done the same.
0: Mm.
1: They, they, they've they, got a lot of tall timber, and if you stick one of those people 38 metres out, 40 metres out, middle of your goal line, for a chance to move across in a zone and be the extra defender, 20 passes coming in, and to force port if they were going to try and... To, to force port into indecision kicking inside their 50. Um, and then once you obtained possession to try and keep it, um, mm, sure mm. you have to make your way forward because you can't kick backwards endlessly. Um, but you can kick backwards four times when you've got a five <laughs> point lead.
0: You can kick uh, back a fair bit. Uh, Terry,
1: the Terry Wallace strategy is yes, you know, it's okay it's yeah. okay to
0: concede. Um uh, that was the Alex DeClarkson two thousand and eight grand final strategy right. if you'll recall. And the
1: the rules have changed, but the the umpires are gonna really struggle to pay it. Um mm. And you've got to trust your players to be able to execute yeah, that. Yeah, and you could eat a
0: fair amount of time off the clock there. That's right.
1: Mm. Um, and you've got to you've got to think that you can you can execute in that situation to to not get run over. But yeah. but they couldn't. So uh, Brad Scott decisively indecisive. Yes, did not make a call. Now Chris, we have a an ongoing award in this podcast. I oh, do. Uh, it's the Rhodes goal kicking scholarship. So. Let's talk to the people about what it is. Every week you go through the AFL's goal, goal kicking accuracy mm. uh, and you find the people who've managed to kick a goal, thus yep. making them a goal kicker, mm-hmm. but they haven't really done much else with their kicking, have <laughs> no. they?
0: No. So I think um, we've, we've yet to feature somebody who's kicked more than one. Goal <laughs> in a week. Uh, I was pretty hopeful. Um, Jeff Garlett,
1: playing for Melbourne,
0: kicked two 4
1: He, he uh, was in contention for a while in round and, one. And but I think two incomplete. And uh, he. Yeah. Um, every so every week, we we'll get the top five players for inaccuracy, mm. and we'll keep a tally over the course of the season. Uh, first place gets five points. Fifth place gets one. Pretty satisfactory. Mhm. Fair bit of ties because it turns out AFL players fairly really uniformly inaccurate. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll lead us off then. Um, Mitch Clark uh, from Geelong, he um, had a bit of a doozy on the weekend. He kicked one three, one incomplete, <laughs> for an accuracy of 25%. Um, and he was he was uh, equalled by Cyril Rioli of Hawthorne, uh, and Jack Stephen of St Kilda with the same statistics. So they they're, they've all earned themselves one point in the <laughs> uh, in the roads. Um, then we come to Dean Kent of Melbourne, who in a blinding display has kicked one goal, two behinds, and two incompletes. Yeah, now that's a, technically
1: 25%, but it's a really bad yeah, it's 25%. It's not a
0: good. It's not a good. Um, so he sits alone. He's got three points there. So I have rated two incompletes as as worse
1: and f- and fair enough. Too. <laughs> I
0: think so. I think uh, that's a coach killer. Um, and then we've got a tie for first this week. Um, Excellent. Which means uh, Michael Ricciatelli.
1: Oh, I wasn't was expecting
0: a fair fair <laughs> few more. Gold Coast players, to be honest. For a on the list team that was, consistent,
1: that was univ- uniformly awful, the issue mm. was they had quite a number of people who just sprayed behind.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, and no, nothing else. Um,
1: and nothing else.
0: So, Michael Richetelli, he's kicked one, three, and two incompletes. Um, <laughs> for... <laughs> just stop. <laughs> just,
1: just give stop. it to somebody
0: else. Anybody else. So, it just,
1: just kick it backwards to someone 70 out who yeah. can have a shot.
0: Yeah. Um, And also joined by uh, Paul Puopolo of Hawthorne, (laughs) who's got the same stat line. So they're sitting on four um, points each. It's
1: worth worth noting uh, Hawthorne managing to get two players in, Mm. in a win.
0: Um, (laughs) That's pretty good.
1: Because amongst, amongst their goal kickers, how many people do you think of their goal kickers kicked behinds? I can't imagine it would be that many. It was three. Do you know who the other player was? Jared Ruffhead, who kicked seven, seven and three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, straight as narrow. Yeah. Which is what you kind of expect from Hawkeye. So, so I imagine Paul Boerblow and Cyril are going to be running laps yeah, this week and kicking it goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, now, Luke Hodge, it is worth pointing out, got 44 disposals. <laughs> and two goals zip in that game. So um, there's your role model, guys.
1: <laughs> Cop that, Joel. <laughs> Cop
0: that. <laughs> um, so uh, congratulations um, to everybody who's who's managed to get points on the leaderboard.
1: So, um, so uh, just give you a quick leader. status
0: update. Our yeah, current our leader cr- is Jay Schultz of Port Adelaide <laughs> Power on on five points, who had a had a scintillating display last round. Um, so he's the one to beat. Um players if you're out there, uh get your kick it to me voices going. Um and then put a bit of chewy on your boot.
1: Start jumping up and down on the spot fr- frantically mm. waving. Yeah. Yeah. Don't I'm do much open. Else. <laughs> I'm open. You're in the square, Jeremy Cameron. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. Yeah. On on your leads. Honour your leads, my <laughs> Yeah. He might be leading towards the back pocket, but he's still leading. He's still leading. <laughs> Away from goal at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> uh, the Nick Rewop. Yes. Um, yeah. So... Um, so the other news, the other big news this week that's come out um, is uh, Paul Roos. Paul, has, yes. Has gone in low. He's gone in hard. He's caused a scrum about the sub rule. Yeah. <laughs> so... He's
0: had a bit of a mouth on him this season. I've got to say, For somebody, <laughs> somebody who hasn't um, won that many games uh, over the last <laughs> couple of years, mainly because he's been coaching Melbourne. But uh, he he has been getting in front of the media. Um, well,
1: here's here's what I think. I reckon his his proposal is to is, he's come out and what's he what does he say about the sub rule exactly? He said it may be the
0: it, it's run its race. Uh, he thinks. Um, it should be abolished this week. It serves no purpose at all. There was merit when it came in. Now you've got restrictions on rotations. Yeah, there is. Uh, well, I think there is some merit to it. Um, it has been an interesting tactical decision. But um, okay, so let's say they get rid of the sub rule, Sam. The way that the AFL Rules Committee works, if you if you drop a rule, you've got to bring one back in. So, uh, what what do you reckon?
1: Uh, well. In terms of what the rules committee be looking at, you'd be first looking at the proposal from poor rules to, A, get rid of the sub-rule, and then, B, get rid of bounces and ball-ups around the ground. I reckon he'd just suggest that the umpire place the ball on the ground and back away quickly and just let people charge <laughs> in low and hard. <laughs> we, we, well, we, you may see
0: a significant increase in knee
1: injuries <laughs> throughout the Roozy, season. Roozy would love you, it. You would weed out the weak ones. Look, what we could do is we could introduce a system where the ball is placed, introduced yeah. into a set of interlocked players who are already sort of standing in a ah, in a sort of 3 yeah. road pattern, yeah. and they could sort of just push against each other for advantage mm. for the ball, mm. and sort of kick it with their feet backwards to try and mm. get it to the player at the back. We could call it a scrum.
0: A scrum. I don't know that. Uh, that sounds that sounds dangerous to me, Sam. I think you've got to protect it sounds, the
1: head. It sounds boring. <laughs> is what it sounds like. <laughs>
0: Uh, look, my my uh, my proposal um, is to pr- replace a sub rule with another sub rule, um, namely the subway rule, where <laughs>
1: instead AFL's of always looking at branding,
0: yeah, yeah, and I think this is one that even Dale Thomas could get behind because I, I think that each time you kick a goal, get a subway foot long. <laughs>
1: You just get it delivered to you at yeah. your house.
0: Actually, no, footlong's the wrong one. You should get a six-inch sub. That's one inch per six point. Six points,
1: one inch per point.
0: Yeah. That makes How does the count.
1: AFL miss this? Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, you may say, mm, they're going to be a bit bloaty, but uh, I think it would even things out. You would not see Hawthorne.
1: <laughs> you have to eat it for the gold account. <laughs> yeah. You must eat yeah. a six-inch. No one wants to kick a bag. Josh <laughs> Kennedy at that point retires at halftime obese. <laughs> Fremantle just roll around on the field groaning. Well, that would have explained why West Coast were able to come back in the match. <laughs>
0: to explain maybe they've secretly brought it in out west.
1: Uh, um, I only, I think the other thing to say is that uh, with the with the rise of wanting to engage fans, you yeah. should just hand over the entire control of the bench to social media.
0: Oh, brilliant! Brilliant.
1: <laughs> just. <laughs> You know, sort of like a like a Rotate now. Dust, like, Rotate like a po- like a like a pitch dust Pokemon sort of version. <laughs>
0: oh, can you imagine Twitch plays AFL? Oh, that would
1: be
0: it okay. over the boundary it's line the It's going to go football. for a long time.
1: Kick it over the boundary line on the full. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne would win one nil. <laughs> it would.
0: <laughs>
1: It'd be glorious. It yeah. would be absolutely glorious. Well, here's hoping the AFL introduces that liven up liven up football. Yeah, I think um, bring it
0: into the social media age. It's time. Get, get so, behind the killing, if got, you're listening.
1: We've got week four in the AFL coming up next week. Uh, mm. It's going to be a big round. We've got Carlton and St Kilda really uh, setting the race for the spoon of fire. Mm. We've got mm. the expansion teams battling it out in the city that isn't really sure that it wants to get out of the, get outside in the cold <laughs> in GWS and and the Suns uh, coming to Canberra. Uh, you You should go to that one the Suns get the the worst tour don't they (laughs) they do they They get sent around around first to Geelong then to Canberra we're going to send them to Bel Reve soon Um, Singapore, don't forget Singapore don't forget Singapore and really, the rest of the game's looking pretty quality.
0: Well, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Brisbane got, West Coast we've got, at the Gabba, we've got a we've be... got which, <laughs> which team
1: can can bounce off a shellacking sooner? Yeah, I reckon. Um,
0: uh, for mine, it's got it's it's got to be West Coast. <laughs> but um,
1: just while you suggest that it, it you that I head out into the cold to watch mm, the Giants and Suns, Suns I think Suns it'll be battle. a game. That I believe the, we'll meet the,
0: definition the current of a forecast sport. for
1: Canberra is is eleven degrees before wind chill. <laughs> That game starts at 20 to 6, at which point the sun is pretty much gone in Canberra. Very scheduled, that Oh, why, why? It's going to be so bad.
0: It's going to be so cold. Are there even lights in Canberra?
1: Oh, only in our hearts. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Well, that'll be fun for you. Um, I think you should go. I think
1: oh, bro. if you don't... I'll... I'm going to if be I, disappointed. If I'm recovered from the coughing that our dear listener can hear, can hear me undertaking, I'll, I'll oh, get yeah. out there to, to Monica Oval. Sorry, whatever whatever they've called, oh, they've called Oval it, these
0: days. Is it? Star Trek.
1: Star Trek Oval. The world's most advanced. Least.
0: You remember that time <laughs> they lost an engine? They lost world's the whole most car advanced engine.
1: delivery system. Um, so it's, a, it's an exciting, it's another exciting week in the AFL, mm-hmm. listener. Uh we hope you'll come back and join us in the cellar next week. Chris, do you want to say goodbye?
0: Um, I do want to say goodbye. Uh, and as is coming tradition, I, I am going to try and coin another catchphrase.
1: Yay, catchphrase. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've been so good so far. Um, and and my catchphrase this week is, uh, is, hold the fire in your heart. No. No, no good, all right. No good,
1: on. no good. See you next week, See listener. You.
0: Bye. Bye.